Welcome into the official Guru Nation Fantasy Football Podcast today. I have a special guest, none other than the Matrix Kamish himself, D Haka. How are we doing today? I'm good, my man. I'm good. You know, we're closer, uh, closer to training camp, and uh, you know what that means. We're closer to fantasy beginning. I'm starting to smell the grass in the air. I can smell it, man. It's like it's how are, how are you? Two months away from the football season starting, but hey, we we had, we had a lot of action going on. It's, it wasn't all dull here in the past couple of weeks. We uh we saw yeah. our uh, matrix draft go down, and there was a lot of action and a lot of trades and um, just a very interesting draft for teams that are trying to really build their future there. Yeah, uh, I think it went uh, relatively well. Uh, the off season has you know, propelled us to avoid any type of uh, boredom moments, I would say. Yeah. You know, you might, we, and we may have traded boredom for annoyances. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah, know, it was well. It went well, and uh, the draft went well. I know you came around, you know, you worked the table, and you still ended up coming out with some stuff. Um, you know, me personally, I came out with, you know, uh, I had no first rounders. Flip my second for someone, uh, Jamison Crowder. You know, I, I didn't think I'd get his his production in the second round, so I think I came up on that. And uh, yeah, we can talk about you know a little bit. Yeah, so you I, added not only Jamison Crowder, but you added Josh Gordon as well. And all you had to do was give up a second round pick. I want to know like. What was your thought process behind adding not only Crowder, but like a potential guy in Josh Gordon who could, you know, thrive? Well, you know, me and York uh, have been huge supporters of Josh Gordon for the past few years. Uh, there's been, you know, you know, we know a situation, right? And, uh, you know, people hated on him, but York would never let him go. And it's just me and York fighting for him and, telling people to hold off on him, you know. And uh, York saw somebody that he wanted. And we've been talking throughout the offseason. I wanted Gordon uh, with the Mahomes deal, but I didn't pull it off. And so I was able to just pull it off, man. I said, hey, this is your if my guy's not there, which he wasn't, this pick is yours if you want it, but it's going to cost, you know. Will, so Will you reveal to us who your player was? Who was my player? Crap, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea at this point. So to be, to be honest with you, I don't even know if I had a player. <laughs> <laughs> so York, York ended up taking Terry McLaurin with that pick. Um, maybe we'll I know. Go... I know. I know it was a receiver. Was I it Andy Isabella, Deontay Johnson, JJ Arcega, Whiteside? Those are the guys that went right ahead of him. It might have been Johnson. Deontay? I wanted a receiver. I know that's because my receivers are outside of Tyreek Hill. And, yeah, outside of Tyreek Hill, I had nobody. And so, you know, I picked up Crowder. Yes, I think it was a receiver that I wanted. And um, my roster is so trash. My running backs are depleted and my receivers were depleted. And I noticed that not having a high first-round pick, I wouldn't have any – you know, running backs worthwhile, but I saw a lot of uh, 
dirty diamonds that dirty I thought would, yeah that I thought would fall out and uh, so I took the risk that you know I wouldn't have to reach for those guys and it ended up working all right so let's, I, ta- I, let's talk about those dirty diamonds here you go ahead with your third round pick your first dirty diamond Riley Ridley yeah yeah really I love Ridley uh, people like Miguel don't like him I love Riley uh, I think he's gonna be explosive in uh, in Chicago um, he he has big play making ability um, his routes are are top top notch and he has you know he catches the ball away from his hands he plucks it out the air and I think that's that's something that trubisky needs and you know me it's kind of a, a double down on um what's his name anthony miller because you got anthony anthony miller, anthony miller. yeah and you know anthony miller presents opportunities but you know last year he was you know often injured um but i just think you know if 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 naggy brings the type of offense that he wants to bring you know high pace explosive plays i think you know those two guys can end up working off of each other then you got the headache you know kevin white you know out the picture um so I, I just think it's a good opportunity for him yeah he could definitely slot in as like the fourth receiver behind gabriel injury happens he could definitely emerge as the number three there exactly uh, well. yeah and it's it's a it's offensive spreads of all around so uh we could see something happen with him so your next pick ends up going i think it was six picks after that you take a very interesting guy uh, who Seattle drafted Gary Jennings Jr. Why don't you touch on him a little bit? Tell us what you Man, think. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I love Gary Jennings Jr. Um, I think that Seattle took the better receiver at a later point in the draft. Wow. Um, you know, what was he? You know, DK Metcalf was a second round. Um, I don't know what Jennings was. He was a second. Oh, I think fourth, a fourth day. Round. Fourth, fourth round pick, yeah. second day pick. Um Explosive. I'm talking about 151 passes for over 2,000 yards and 14 touchdowns. Last two years at West Virginia, ran a 4-4 at 214 pounds. You know, 214 pounds at 6-1, running like that. Give me him. He's fluid. He can move his feet. He can get down. He can get below the sticks. He can, you know, his his footwork is, is way better. Uh, his agility is way better than Metcalf. His lateral ability is better than Metcalf. I think if they want to slide someone into uh, what was Baldwin's type of persona on the field, I think Jennings presents that big playability and uh, reliable hands that Metcalf just hasn't proven. Metcalf, he's a freak, yeah, sure, but he hasn't proven he can do anything. I don't even think Metcalf was the best receiver from Ole Miss, you know. So uh, I think I think I came away with Gary Jennings Jr. I think I came away with a stud. Yeah, yeah, and it's a depth chart that's seemingly wide open behind Tyler Lockett there. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it definitely emerges like a three in that slot area and uh, definitely get a lot of work as a rookie. Um, now, touching on your next guy, this is a guy that when we, I had you on the podcast last, you kind of mentioned him um, just as a guy that uh, you had your eye on, and it was a like Keelan Doss who you did end up taking. Now, now where did Keelan Doss end up landing? Uh, Wait, wait, say it again. I'm Keelan sorry. Doss? Where do you end up? Yeah, playing? yeah. What team? Uh, Oakland. Oakland. All right. He ended up in Oakland, uh, so he played for Gruden at the uh, the uh, Reese's Senior Bowl. So he's very very familiar with Gruden. Gruden's familiar with him. The whole obviously the whole Raiders coaching staff. 
some got you know got familiar with him that week down in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got their hands on him. Um, he's just an impressive kid. You know, six six to another six two guy, six, about two ten, two five. Um, you know, had a great career at a small school, three hundred twenty one catches, over four thousand yards, almost thirty touchdowns. Uh, last two years, all American. Um, so I think he can make an impact. It may not be this year. Because, you know, wide receiver is probably one of the toughest. Wide receiver, left tackle, cornerback, quarterback. Probably the probably the, 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 the most difficult transition periods for, mm-hmm. I guess. So, you know, coming from his small school, he might not make an impact this year. But I can see him, you know, being a nice little stash and making noise maybe at the tail end of this year, next year. Yeah, and it, like I said, it's behind uh, Tyra Williams and Tony Brown. You got a guy like Hunter Renfro. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know, I I think he's better than Hunter. Um, Hunter does what he does, and he does it well, though. Mm-hmm. So I can't take it away from him. Um, but just in regards to from you know a pure wide receiver, I think you know Keelan Doss is you know head above shoulders over uh, Renfro. If I, I love Renfro. I love Clemson. I love the products that they put out, but um, yeah, I just don't see him being a better prospect than Kylan Doss. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a he's an interesting guy that we'll see what happens here in training camp and preseason, and see where he slots in with that team. Um, definitely got to keep on keep an eye on in the future. Uh, this is one of my favorite picks you made. Um, you know, in, in the, your fifth in, round, <laughs> your boy, in the last round, Keyshawn Johnson. Man, let's talk about him a little bit. Bro, I don't know how he made it to the fifth round, but I was ecstatic, bro. I I almost took him in the fourth where I took uh, Keelan. Yeah. But we have um, we have a few Raider fans uh, that that I know of, and then uh, the champion uh, Camacho is you know around the Raiders, being that he works f- with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knew of Keelan Doss already. Um, you know, my brother, Joey and Zachary, you know, because when I was recruiting Keelan Doss, you know, I'd tell them, right, this guy's legit. But, so everybody knew it, so I was scared. And I almost took Keyshawn there. I wanted to take Keyshawn there. And I just switched it because of those guys. So this is a blessing in disguise. You ended up with both you guys. Yeah, I, I don't know how. Yeah, the two guys I recruited in real life that ended up not coming, you know, coming with us i know getting them in fantasy so so hopefully they pay off fantasy wise <laughs> still gonna rock with them man <laughs> but i love Keyshawn, man Keyshawn's he's so fluid he's not a burner but he's so fluid yeah he, he he's so athletically and potential wise he's nowhere near you know the other fresno state bulldog Devonte adams mm-hmm. like nowhere near that like Devonte adams scored you know, as many touchdowns as Keyshawn Johnson's career, he scored it in one season. So, uh, Devontae's had, you know, way over. So, it's not, he won't reach, I don't think he reaches that. But this guy could reach a point to where he's grabbing 70 balls, you know, I think a year. Because he just knows how to get open. And those guys are so necessary, especially in that offense. you got to know how to get open and find the soft spots. So, I'm happy with Keyshawn. He probably has a big, big, big uh, battle ahead of him. You know, they they took what 
four receivers in that one draft? Yes, they took uh, Isabella Butler, and they brought in Kevin White. So Okay, so they took three that draft, Kevin White. So that's four new receivers on top of having Larry Fitzgerald and whoever else they kept. Christian Kirk, boy. Oh, yeah, my boy Chris, yeah. 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 So, so it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, but I, I just think he, he, he presents a nice opportunity. I don't know if they've been keeping track, but um, recent reports out of Cardinals camp right now is that out of the three rookie wide receivers, Keyshawn's been looking the best. So, Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're really liking what they're seeing out of him, like the attitude he brings. And, like, dude, he's just, like, he's fired up, ready to go. And the Car- Cardinals, like, Cardinals didn't care, like, that they already drafted other wide receivers. Like, this guy's a yeah. great player. Like, we didn't expect him to be here. We'll just take best player available. So yeah, I love it. Take the BPA, yeah, bro. Pay yeah. attention. You know, pay attention to your to your board. Take the BPA. You know, you take taking two already. Screw it. Take them again. And the Kingsbury yeah. system, four four wide receivers, man. That there's definitely opportunity for him to for him to like have at least a somewhat of a role in his rookie year. Yeah. Maybe it's year two, or maybe whenever Fitz leaves, that's when his role starts to expand. But like, we could definitely see Keyshawn do at least a little something here in his rookie year. Yeah, and he has a little added uh, motivation. Yeah. Uh, his, his girlfriend is uh, pregnant. Really? So, I, yeah, I think Ooh. she is due probably September, October. Wow. November. So, so he has a little added motivation, man. He's going to be a popper to be. Exactly. He's got he's to make that money for the kid. Mm-hmm. All right, your last pick here. You scoop up here, Darren Hall, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Well, that's the, run, the running back that I took a flyer on? Yeah, from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I liked him in college. Um, wait, what did that? Um, yeah, I liked him in college. Um, he, he, he probably won't do anything. Because um, he was an undrafted guy yeah, or whatnot. Uh, so by the time we uh, drafted, he had landed with Cincy. Um, so, you know, it's just a, just a, just a flyer. He's not. He's nothing special. He's probably going to fight for, you know, special teams time, or he'll probably end up on a practice squad and I'll end up cutting him in <laughs> before you know in our last uh, our last roster cuts. <laughs> That's a big confidence <laughs> boost there to your fifth round pick. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hopefully, he hears this one day and and wants to prove me wrong. <laughs> hey, prove him wrong here, Darren. If you're listening, if you, if you by somehow chance hop onto the Guru Nation podcast, Darren. <laughs> I'll just I'll just tweet out the this link to him on Twitter. <laughs> this is all say, the motivation hey, he needs right here. Like, hey, these guys are talking sweet about you, man. You might want to perform. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Prove him right. He drafted you. He drafted you. He believes in you. Yeah, all right. right. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the draft just as a whole here. Let's kind of just break down, like mainly like the first round, kind of see how it went. Like any surprising picks, or just talk about some things here. First overall, Liberian. <laughs> Kind of was hinting towards Kyler Murray, but I think a lot of people thought it was smoke. Like I, I he told me he was gonna take Kyler Murray, and I believed him for a second. But I was like, he has Lamar Jackson, he has Matt Ryan. But right. He pulled the trigger, man. He pulled the trigger. Kyler Murray, one hundred and one. What do you think of that pick? Yeah, you know, uh, let me pull up his team right quick. Uh, he he does have Lamar, and he does have Matt Ryan. Um, but I'm not a head. I, I I like Lamar Jackson, but I just don't believe in Lamar Jackson. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like I want him to succeed, but I just want to put my chips on him. Uh, so in my theory, you have only Matt Ryan. 
Um, so Matt Ryan obviously getting up there in age. And if you think that the new wave is going to be like the Baker Mayfields of the world, um, and you believe in Kingsbury, screw it. Just take your guy. You got to be Al Davis. Take your guy. And because uh, this is one, one thing people have to understand, it's not a redraft. So, you know, in redrafts, you're not taking a quarterback in first round. Mm-hmm. Like, hell no. But in this in this situation, you're building your team and you're really, you know, drafting based on your team needs. 100%. Amen. So if he felt that, you know, Matt Ryan is going downhill and he has second thoughts about Lamar, screw it. Go ahead. Take 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 a. Take take uh, Kyler and quarterbacks with the bonuses and with the rushing, like they can put up a ton of points. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know who knows? Maybe, maybe if like if we ask the league, you know, the second half of the year, um, if you knew Baker Mayfield was going to do that, would you have taken him first round? And oh, you I'm know sure that you know. have a quarterback for the rest of your, you know, five ten years of the fantasy, whatever. No, you might get 40%, 35%, of the teams are going to say, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take him. I'd love to. Like, Major. Major has a starter for the next few years. His yeah. team wasn't that well. He got Baker Mayfield. And now his team looks a little different, being that we know Baker Mayfield can, you know, hold his own. Yeah. That's so, a building block right there. Like, you so and Mahomes. Yeah, so, yeah, right. You know, so if you have your building block quarterback, everything else can fall into place. You know, receivers in this passing league are a dime a dozen. Um, you know, like I said, I, I think I got Gary Jennings. I think I got a guy in the fourth, third, for whatever I got him at. Uh, you know, I think he, I, 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 I could have taken him first round and been happy about it, you know, in my eyes. So you can always get receivers. Um, I, I might have taken a running back if I was him. But he does have David Johnson, too. Yeah, so he's, and you know, he's got he has, Christian Kirk. He has the, yeah, he has David Johnson. He has Mark Ingram. And he's, I think he's got Ricky Seals-Jones as well. I'm not entirely sure about that. But, hey, I respect him, man. He's, he's, he's throwing love out there to the Cardinals. So, I, I, I got to love him, man. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how it works. So, uh, so Zach traded up. Uh, this was about a month, or actually probably like a month and a half before the draft. He does a big three-way trade. He ends up moving all the way from 15 to pick number two. He ends up taking Josh Jacobs there, which I'm assuming was his target regardless um, he must have been stoked. He must have known that Jacobs was likely going to be there. So he takes yeah. Jacobs there. So obviously a big yeah. move. A lot of people like him. Running backs in a 16-team format. Pretty valuable. So Yeah, he was pretty stoked, bro. Uh, once Bear pulled the trigger, like, you know, we're all at, um, at my grandmother's house. And we're drafting while we're there. Bear took him. He really took him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he was pretty stoked that Bear passed up on Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, so he got Jacob, so that, that, was, that was a nice piece for him. And then uh, Bruce, I think Bruce actually timed out. I don't know if he actually wanted David Montgomery or not, but David Montgomery was the best player uh, on the draft board at the top of the slot, so I think he ended up with Montgomery as well. There, so. Yeah, yeah, Bruce, Bruce was stuck working, and by the time he was able, you know, I was like, hey, what's going on? You know, he was able to send me in picks, and I could assign them, you know, and do it like that. Um, so he, he, uh, I think that was, I don't think that was an auto pick on that one for yeah. sure. I hope, I hope but, uh, but, but not, a, not a bad one. Yeah, not it's a bad a, I mean, there's a reason why he was also up there in the auto pick because he's a, he's a great player, great running back, good addition to the team. So sitting at pick four, this is where Major is pretty upset because he wanted Kyler Murray. He wanted Kyler Murray with Baker Mayfield. He wanted two quarterbacks. Um, so he was upset that Kyler Murray wasn't there, so he's a little flustered. And I wasn't expecting to kill Harry to make it. 
you know, where he did. So I, I gave him a call, uh, made a trade. I ended up trading my 10th pick, a second rounder next year. And then, like, uh, I traded my 10th pick, a second rounder this year, and a third next year. And I ended up uh, scooping up Nikhil Harry there at the fourth pick. What do you think of yeah. Harry? Do you like Harry? I, I love Harry. Um, I love what he presents. Big, can run well, physical, attacks the ball. I, I love I love receivers that attack the ball. I love receivers that catch with their hands. Um, so, I, I and you know Brady hasn't had those molds of receivers, those big body guys that much. And uh, with Josh Gordon in limbo, but the main thing that people forget. means more targets have to go around right yeah. and who's going to get those grunk targets i'd make the argument that obviously nikhil harry as long as he does what he's supposed to do is going to get some of those targets yeah. so i think that's a great i think that's i think as a rookie you know nikhil harry probably comes probably comes in a nice little wide receiver wide receiver two spot at least hey yo i would take that all day i need some pieces for my squad so you know, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. All right, so next pick we got a uh, young Sinatra, who I believe is Francisco. Oh, Francisco, yeah, yeah. He ends up scooping up Miles Sanders there, getting a running back there on his team. He already has a bunch of loaded young wide receivers, so that was a good ad for him. I'm a fan of Sanders. I think he ended up in a good situation. I think just the main question is whether he's going to be a workhorse running back or is he going to just be like a lead guy in a committee there. Yeah, I, I would probably agree um, about that little dilemma that he has in Philadelphia, right? Um, it is what are you going to do? You got Jordan Howard there, you know. But you know, if the if the if the Eagles took him in the second round or whatnot, you know, obviously they you know they want to use him. You know, no team wants to you know use a high draft pick and not use that pick. So he's going to have a little extra added juice to get on the field, but. Can he do it? That's that's, you know, that's remained to be seen. Yeah, and the fact that um, Francisco has Jordan Howard, I guess like he gets both those guys there. Where he can kind of mix and match. Yeah, that, that that that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. So he really doesn't lose. Yeah. So I think that was a good, good pick in terms of the value, and also a good pick for the fit of his team and everything. So, um, good pick on his part. And then we have Liberian back on the clock again. And he says, you know what? He says, screw these running backs. Screw these wide receivers. I don't need any of them. Give me the tight end. Give me TJ Hawkinson. He goes 106 to Bear. Uh, huge fan of the talent. I, th- I think TJ is just going to be a stud. I think it may take him a year or two to really get acclimated to the NFL. But um, I think in due time, he can definitely be a stud tight end. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd take the tight end, tight end at that point. Mm-hmm. But I guess I guess if you need a tight end, like what are you gonna do? You know, best tight end on the board at the time. I guess I guess you just gotta take him. Yeah, yeah. His uh, his tight end before I think was Tyler Higby. So I mean, it was oh, definitely yeah, a yeah. massive need. Just looking at uh, just looking at his team. Oh, Tyler Eifert was his tight end. So the guy who can't stay uh, healthy. So uh, yeah, de- he can't even he can't even stay healthy, right? Definitely major need, and if and if you're him and you're sitting at the sixth pick, 
um, and you don't have another pick, I mean, I mean, maybe it is time to take your guy there. Uh, you, you yeah. Don't, you don't really want to yeah. worry about that. So, um, I don't hate it. I think it's a good good need and just a good player overall. All right, so then we got a major up here, pick seven. He goes where I, – I, I remember you specifically said this. You posted this, I want to say, back in, like, November, December, and you said, why is Daryl Henderson not being talked about as a top-five player in this draft? <laughs> I remember that. and I, was like, I love him, man. I, I love like, his game. He's a beast, man. Like, we're talking about the most efficient running back in college football history. He was that good. Like, you know, and I, I, it, it's, it's perfect. You know, where do you, where, uh, you know, L.A., so, you know, with all the question marks surrounding the Rams, you got that guy coming to you, you got you have to jump at that. That's a great, that's a great pick there you go. For, for Major going forward. Shout out to Major. He got... Uh, and his, his, he had Aaron Jones and his running back to his Peyton Barber. So that fits not only a need, but that's also a great pick there for him. A ton of upside with the bonuses as well. He's a guy who's likely going to be able to hit that bonus more so than any other running back in this draft just because of his big playability in that offense. Um, you know, Maybe he's not getting workhorse carries, but he's going to be efficient with those carries and he's going to get a lot of work in the receiving game as well. So Right, because you know, if, 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 even if he presents... Um... CJ Anderson type output, you can easily put him in the flex. Hundred percent. With, with with our two flex spots now, so. Absolutely, absolutely, good point there. All right, um, on to the next pick here. We have um, a theme that started to evolve here from your brother Joseph. He he really is high on the Chiefs, so that's a little foreshadowing of what we see later. But he goes ahead with the eighth pick, and he says he goes ahead and he pulls the trigger on Nicole Hardman. What are your thoughts on him? <laughs> well, I like Hardman uh, as a prospect. <clears throat> I don't like him in the first round yeah. at this point. Uh, I think it was a bit of a reach, especially you know what I'm putting out there. Now, now let me be honest. I was putting smoke around because I wanted Hardman to fall to the second round. That's who it was. That's who I wanted. Wow. It was Hardman. That's who you wanted. Nicole Hardman said. Yeah, that's what it was. So I was trying to put, you know, hey, guys, Tyreek Hill is, you know, everything's good, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So that's why I kept saying that. I was hoping that people would realize, you know, hey, like, let's not take this guy this high. So obviously it didn't work. But I was right about Tyreek Hill. So I just don't think you take him that high still, you yeah. know. No, how far do you think McCall Hardman would have fallen if we knew what we knew today about the Tiger Kill situation? Mm, at least second, third round. Yeah. At least second, third round. Probably second, third round. Someone would have took a flyer just because, you know, the Chiefs are the hot hot thing yeah. on the stove. They would have took a flyer with the speed and stuff, probably in the second round. Yeah, plus they traded up for him, so they must like him at least. Yeah. Even, even but, you know, they're, they're the, when you're so worried about the situation that they had on their hands yeah. or have on their hands – you know, I can't blame them. Yeah, but yeah, he 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 wouldn't he wouldn't have made it past me at, in the second round. That's right. for sure. All right, so there it was, McCole Hardman was. The thank, you, Ty, thank you, Tyreek. Thank you, Tyreek. For uh, let me give a shout out to Tyreek right quick. Right. Um, thank you, thank you for being the upstanding young man that I've always thought you to be in the line. Women, just please stay away from her and uh, keep your head on the swivel and uh, go Chiefs. Life lessons: stay away from lying women. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> so that that fit. Uh, when you look at Joseph's team, he's a pretty deep team. So that was just like extra depth, an extra guy who 
he could probably throw in during bye weeks just to kind of get him like a bonus or something. I think Harden is a guy who can definitely get some bonuses with the scoring format. Um, all right, on the next pick here, we see uh, we see Mike. Mike goes ahead and he takes a hometown guy, Debo Samuel. He's like, oh, such a fanboy. Such a fanboy. Come on, Mike. Such a fanboy, but I I I like Debo. Um, I like Debo Samuel a lot. I like what he presents. Um, so I can't I can't hate on it. I I can't hate on it. I, you know. I think I think it's a good fit. Like Kyle Shanahan's gonna do his thing. Like if you're looking at Do- who who outside of Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin, they're probably gonna utilize another receiver. Use a lot of three receiver sets there with the yeah. Debo, so. <laughs> like like I wouldn't be surprised if Debo Samuel was starting yeah, as a no, rookie. Definitely. I mean, he got. I think he was the number three receiver taken. He got taken over guys like AJ Brown, Metcalf, Campbell. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe the Niners didn't take AJ Brown. Yeah, me but, too. I was very shocked by that as well. But hey, man, you know that he saw something in Debo that he likes, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that you have to start Samuel. Yeah. You know, Good Goodwin's a nice like utility player. Yeah, but I think, I think yeah. Samuel can do it all. I think he'll just be a solid guy. I don't think he'll ever be a star, but he can definitely be a solid guy. Like, yeah, I think he <clears throat> fit that role. Um. So I think it's a good pick. Like he has, he has a lot of receivers that he needs. He has a lot of like wide receiver two and flex kind of guys there. So it just adds another one to his uh, repertoire. And then uh, we got uh, Majors on the clock. So this is the this is the pick that he got from trading back. He goes ahead and he gets uh, Paris Campbell out of uh, Ohio State. What do you think of that pick? I actually love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Paris Campbell's another rookie that I think will probably start. Or could start probably. Um, like who do they have? Uh, Deion Kane. They have uh, Devin Funches. I'm not really a fan of Devin Funches, but uh, I think Paris Campbell is going to be better than Chester Rogers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that that that's for sure. Um, so I think that Major has another nice dynasty type stash player who should be. I th- I think Paris Campbell should be putting putting up some points this year. So I think I think Major got a, another guy that he, that he'll be starting on Sundays. Damn, so Ma- Major getting some props out here from Derek so far with the pick of Henderson and Campbell to add on to his team. Um, yeah, de- definitely a good player. I mean, I like him as well. Uh, Urban Meyer uh, compared him to Percy Harvin. Yeah. Mm. So I kind of like that comparison. He can do it all, and he's just a freak athlete. Um, and the fact that the fact that um, Urban Meyer was like gave so much praise to the pick was very interesting to me because I also heard him say similar. He got interviewed about Dwayne Haskins and he wasn't like as ecstatic about Dwayne Haskins. He like said good things about him, but he said, "Hey, is Dwayne?" Ha-? He, I mean, uh, Rich Eisen asked him, "Is if, Ur- if Urban Meyer, if uh, Dwayne Haskins was ready to start year one?" He said, "No." Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know the fact that he wasn't as high on or wasn't as. Um, keeping as much praise towards Haskins, but he goes ahead and says Campbell should have been a first round pick. He's as good as Percy Harvin. The Colts got an amazing pick, like great pick. Like um, I think, I think that means a lot, and I think that um, we should definitely, definitely um, be interested in Paris. Not for sure. I agree. All right. Next pick here, we have Robbie on the clock, and uh, he scoops up Marquise Brown at one eleven. <laughs> that's, that's a little uh, evil laugh for. Robbie, uh, 
All right, let me let me. Robbie has made a nice pick, player wise. Yes. However, situational wise, I can't stand the pick. I just don't think that Lamar Jackson presents you know the strengths that you know Mr. Antonio Brown, little cousin Marquise has to you know has to that he needs to uh, present. <clears throat> the value there, you know, he's um, just—I don't—I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I just—if Lamar Jackson, you know, makes a a leap, then this is a great pick. Yeah, no, but I agree. I if Lamar that. Jackson is having trouble, like he was last year, and they have to, you know, do you know, QB runs all the time, and you know, whatever, I just don't believe in it because he just—he can't stand on what he does best, and that's get downfield and make make plays true yeah uh marquise brown uh love the player as well but you mentioned like this offense they pass the ball like 21 times a game with lamar jackson like, <laughs> are you kidding me how, yeah. how are you supposed to get any production out of that if you're going to continue to just run the ball with your running backs and run the ball with lamar jackson on like half your place it's it's right it's right it's going to be very tough for marquise brown to really shine unless a quarterback change were to happen but when you invest a first round pick in Lamar Jackson it's likely that that's a few years down the road before we have to worry about that or an injury away from you know maybe Robert Griffin going in there but even then like I don't know I, I agree with, I agree with you on that um all right next pick here we got Hall, pick 12 he takes Justice Hill uh Ravens running back fourth round pick out of Oklahoma State what do you think of him uh I actually think Hall got a great pick right there uh i don't like the guy's number i don't know if it's going to be his number going forward number 43 it's kind of lame but um outside of that i think justice hill is a is a nice talent is a nice burst uh who probably fits you know in you know on the other side of the fence a guy like him actually probably fits more in tune with lamar jackson's skill set you know um so I think Nihal did a good job with that one. Yeah, I liked it as well. Um, yeah, if he could, if he can get a better number, I'd like him a little bit more. <laughs> I did not know that was his number, but yeah, he's, he's uh, he dropped a little bit for me after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. I was like, whatever. Right. So we're heading up here. So I ended up having picks 13, 14, and 15 here. Um, I was I was shocked with who was available for me at picks 13 or available here. Um, AJ Brown somehow fell to me, pick thirteen. I was I was stoked, man. Like I I I don't know how how you got him there, um, but I think Mariota and whoever else becomes the Titans quarterback if they you know close the the door on this guy. Um, the Titans finally have a respectable wide receiver. Dude. I I've never been a fan of Corey Davis. And he's a nice complimentary receiver, in my opinion. But he'll never be that guy. Um, Taiwan Taylor, who they had a few years ago, is another, you know, whatever. Uh, Adam Humphreys is, you know, whatever. So, A.J. Brown, I think, goes into there and has probably going to probably have a nice training camp and be there. Not, I don't think it's out of the question for him to be their wide receiver one or maybe, you know, just start their second wide receiver. But he's going to make an impact his rookie year. I, I I believe that. 100%. And it's like, this is a situation where it's obviously doesn't look ideal year one with Mariota, but at, like 
you mentioned if Mary doesn't have a good year, they're looking at another quarterback next year, maybe in the draft or whoever. But um, So there's either going to be a quarterback upgrade from Mariota himself this year or a quarterback upgrade in terms of someone else next year. And if he went to a team like the Packers or the Niners, oh the my Colts, gosh, like he would have been, he would have been a top five pick in this draft. Like he's that good sure. of a player. Like, he should have been, yeah. Like he is, like he's a beast. And I, I'm, I'm okay betting on the talent here. My team's not ready to compete now. Hopefully, um, that QB situation is figured out. Yeah, so. you might be competing a little earlier than you think. Hey, we'll see. I need. To, have you seen my running backs? <laughs> have you seen mine? Garrett Blount is my RB one. <laughs> Oh, man, we both have running back problems. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking towards next year for that, but we'll see. So uh, next pick up, DK Metcalf, who consistently was going in the top 10. Somehow had fallen to me there. Um, I pick 14. I get, I'm get i getting calls from a Liberian. He's trying to scoop up D- DK Metcalf. So he trades me his first-round pick next year. He has DK <laughs> Metcalf. Uh, to his squad, he now has DK Metcalf, TJ Hawkinson, and Kyler Murray um, to add to his team. You already touched on DK Metcalf. You think Gary Jennings is a better player than DK Metcalf? Do you think that there is hope for DK Metcalf in Seattle with Russell Wilson? Oh yeah, there's always hope. There's always hope because um, it's look the talent is there, right? The mm-hmm. talent is there, but can he put? And he has the the I like looking in the guys. They have the bloodline. He has a bloodline. Uh, his uncle, two uncles and his dad both played in, in, in the NFL. Uh, his cousin, I forgot, what it, um, another Metcalf that was a cornerback for the Browns back in the day, was a freaking stud. Like The the bloodline is there. He has the talent. But can he put it together? Can he stay healthy? That that's. I just think he's too stiff. And as a, you know, you know ex-wide receiver in, in my heyday, you need to be able to get in and out of breaks to, you know, create separation. But I didn't run a 4-3. So <laughs> maybe uh, he doesn't need as much separation on his breaks because he can run like a stallion. So um, we'll see. I think he can be good if he you know, gets stuff situated. But I just, he just I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't like stiff wide receivers. Will DK Metcalf, the stallion runner, become a <laughs> fantasy asset? We shall see. <laughs> All right. Um, so next up. Um, so I'm back on the clock again, and uh, I, I, I love this tight end class. I wanted a piece of it. Um, <laughs> I, w- I went for Noah Fant, man. Dude's a freak. He was productive last year. Uh, what do you think of Noah Fant? Do you think he can become an all-around tight end in the league? Uh, where did he end? Did he end up in uh, Denver? Denver, or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually think he could be pretty good in there. Um, he, he's... Um, uh, he's more uh, more receiving mm-hmm. uh, guy because I don't think he blocks that well. No. Um, so that benefits us in fan- in fantasy land. Yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> so so <laughs> we uh, we just need him to uh, produce, right? Yeah. So um, I don't think yeah, Jake Butt is anything to worry about. I don't think that Hierman guy is anything to worry about. Uh, so if he just comes out and plays his game, uh, he, he should automatically be there receiving tight end. Sure. And obviously, they take him at number 20, right? 20 or something yeah, like that. 20 so, yeah, they took him first round, so obviously they want him to come in and perform. You're paying a first-round guy, 20s, you probably giving him you know, $7 million bucks as a bonus. 
So you're 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 gonna to want to return your investment pretty quickly. So um even if it's Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco loves the tight ends that people think back to back in the day. He loves tight ends. Hot heat. Um yeah, exactly right. So I think it's a match made in heaven. I think you probably have a starting tight end as a rookie. Sure. We'll see how it plays yeah. out. I'm excited about it. Though. And e- and even if Flacco goes down and um Drew Locke. Uh, uh uh yeah, Locke from uh Mizzou comes in. Uh what was a t- a rookie quarterback's best friend? A tight end. So uh I think Fan I think Fan is pretty uh, I think Fan is awesome. I think he's a starting tight end fantasy wise. Alright, let's see how it plays out. I'm excited about it. Alright, uh last pick of the first round here. Oh time out, time out. One one yeah, second, one yeah. second. We also saw the last comparable Iowa um tight end in Kittle. So True. Who knows? Who knows? Athletic freaks. Yeah, so we'll we'll fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. That's what I'm hoping for. Alright, so last pick. First round. This was a shocker to most, but not to Joseph, man. He's he's hopping on this this Chiefs bandwagon. He says, you know what? I'm getting Nicole Hardman. I'm also going to get Darwin Thompson because I think that he's going to be good. So first round pick, that was kind of a shock for me just because of where he's going in drafts. But, hey, if you believe in the player, and he's obviously in a great situation with Kansas City, if an injury were to happen to Damian Williams, he could definitely emerge. Um, to, tell you, to tell you the truth, yeah. I don't even know where Darwin Thompson's from. He's from Utah uh, State. Where's he from? Utah State. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I usually know a lot about you know these players, but mm-hmm. that th- that that guy slipped under my in, under my cr- cracks. Yeah. So I I don't know too much about him. Um, you know, I, obviously, you know, Williams is going to be their starting running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so can Darwin Thompson take away touches from Carlos Hyde? I don't know. You know, I hope not because I have Carlos Hart, and I'm hoping at least he's a third down back because my running backs suck. But <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if you take him first round. Yeah, it was it was a little rich in my opinion, but hey, I respect it. If you if you got your guy, you go ahead and go get him. So every everyone wants a piece of that uh, Kansas City offense. Yeah, hey, I mean it's a great offense to get a piece of, so you can't really can't really complain about it. Yeah. All right, Derek. Uh, before we head off here. I want just a quick overview of your team. How do you think your team's <laughs> going to do this year? What are your goals? Uh, man, if Mahomes and Tyreek Hill can tandem it up for a bonus a game, I might, you know, win seven games. A bonus a game. <laughs> so you're saying so, seven games is the ceiling. <laughs> I think so, unless I make a move, which I probably won't. Uh, Carlos Hyde is trash. Dante <laughs> Foreman is my dark horse. And I think Dante... I don't think uh, Lamar Miller is anything special. So mm-hmm. um, Dante Foreman, who they took high in the draft a few years ago, um, if he can come back from that injury, then I think he could probably be a nice running back for me. But Crowder Hill, Crowder Hill and Mahomes are going to be my lifesavers. Jordan Reed, I'll never depend on him. He's a great tight end, but he's always injured. Duke Johnson um, is a baller in my opinion, but you know who knows what happens in Cleveland. Yeah. Vance, Vance McDonald, I think, is another tight end that should, you know, put up some numbers. With Antonio Brown gone, you know, there's going to be options there. Um, I got my kicker, Harrison Bucker. I love him. Yeah. Jaguars defense. Anthony Miller. And um, Anthony Miller. And then, my, obviously, my rookies we talked about. Yeah. Um, I'm mad about OBJ because I thought Antonio Callaway was primed for a big year because he had sparks last year. But what people don't understand is that uh, – that was his first year playing in two years because yeah, he got suspended true. at Florida. So um, he's a little rusty. Uh, but 
I want to put this out here on the cast. What's going on? I want to put this out on the cast that Derek Carr is available. Derek um, Carr is available. Wow. What's going on? How's you, how's you good, good, good. Uh, Derek Carr is available. Um, but after September, first, second week of September, the price goes up. Wow. It's, it's, because, it's Mahomes all because, over again. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling guys, man. You know, this. I'm telling guys, he's going to come back to MVP status form. Wow. I'm, ta- I'm talking about 35 touch, 30, over 30 touchdowns he's throwing this year. So I'm going to give him 35 touchdowns. That's averaging just a, over two touchdowns thrown a game. Josh Jacobs is going to, you know, alleviate some of that pressure that he had. The O-line is as good as ever. Um, the receive the receivers that they have is as good as ever. Um, and, and this is the first time Derek Carr has been in the same offense for two years in a row in many years. It may, maybe it in his whole career because, uh, Jack Dorio changed offense coordinators like crazy. So that's my little publicity for myself. Come get Derek Carr if you want. Uh, I need an RB one on our first round pick in 2020. If not, and you guys want to see him perform the AB and going crazy with AB and, uh, the, the, the price would be higher. Wow, you heard it here first. Come get Derek Carr. <laughs> MVP status. It's coming back. 35 touchdowns. We're going to see it from Derek. So uh, you get him while he's cheap. Get him, get him before the price goes up. We saw it Mahomes last year. All Derek was asking for last year was a first-round pick for Mahomes. We saw yeah, that's happen. all. <laughs> that's all he's asking for. Now what's the price? Four, five, six? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows how many first-round picks? You know, is Mahomes even tr- tradable now? He's even know. tradable. We don't even know. I just wanted, I just wanted a first. I just wanted a That's top all he's ten pick. For. Come on, guys. Step up the game. Come on, AK. Oh, AK doesn't have a first. Never mind. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> so we're going to end it on that. Uh, Derek, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast with me. Always good talking to you, my friend. Uh, thanks for having me, brother. Always good, man. Excited for the season. Excited to get it rolling for you. Peace out, guys. All right, peace.